All right. Is the audio better, Eric? Yeah, the audio is better, of course. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Malarkey Podcast. Uh, This is the second Friday now of our extravaganza one-hour-long Star Wars debriefs. Yes. Uh, Today we're going to be talking about Attack of the Clones. Yeah, another hour-long episode, but it's Attack of the Clones. This time it's the worst prequel, in my opinion. The worst one. Yes, I would agree it's the worst one. And and then watching back through it, it's, it's... it definitely got its faults. How it's not, yeah, it's the worst prequel by far, but it's not the worst movie ever. I would think. No, not the worst movie ever. Maybe, maybe, probably the second worst in my opinion. I have, I have, I have an other, I have another Star Wars movie that I think is worse than this, but that's personal preference. Oh, uh, well, we're we're gonna cover that one when we get there. Uh, Eric, do you have anything to talk about in the uh, in the title scroll? No. Okay, neither, neither do I, so I'm going to let the title scroll kind of play by while I discuss this first topic that I wanted to write down. Uh, I just realized, as cool of a name as it is, Attack of the Clones as a name for the movie, I don't think... Sounds really weird. No, I just don't think it was the most... Like, that That didn't have to be the most prominent name. Like, that wasn't... Like, just the, the clones... The clones weren't the most prominent thing. No, mm-hmm. it could have been, It could have been, like, you know... Um, I don't know what it could have been. I mean, I mean, let's just like brainstorm him out, like the rise of fear, or like the, um, you know, a, a, something like you know, a new Sith or a, something, something, hinting towards Anakin's where Anakin's gonna go, maybe. Or, or like how like this is where the first. It started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So something. Or maybe they could have just called it. Or actually, you know what? I feel like this would have been a better uh, idea is if they literally just called it the Clone Wars instead of called it. Or the Clone Wars begins. Yeah, that would I feel like that would have been a little more. But the attack of the clones just that that was one scene in the entire movie that didn't really. Yeah, that was like the, the, the clones don't come in at all until the end of the movie. Yeah, and yet again, I gotta say that uh, that that <laughs> yet again, I find that um, the Jedi coming in right at the end of the movie. That's the most exciting yeah. part, and like we talked about in the Phantom Menace episode, we were like, "There's really a, a trend in Star Wars where only exciting stuff happens like right at the end," and you're like, "Finally, yeah. finally, two hours, something cool." Exactly. So where we are at the movie right now is we have Padme flying in on her Imperial cruiser, where she will inevitably her ship is blown. Imperial? Up. Wait a second. Or not Imperial in her like in her cruiser or whatever, where the cruisers inevitably blown up. Yeah. Um, do you have anything written for this? No, I have something. Mm. Okay, I so, mean, I... so I, I have a couple things. I have a couple things. Uh, Padme, if you recall, flies in a separate ship, one of the one of the fighter ships yeah. alongside the main uh, silver sleek ship. And I have yeah. several problems with this. <laughs> yeah, I can see. I can kind of think of one or two right now. Do you now. remember me when I said that... Um, in the early one, which in, in Phantom Menace, when she was like shining R two, and I was like, just because she's yeah. faking being a handmaiden doesn't mean she has to do like handmaiden dirty work. Yeah, why would they make her like purposely fly in a cramped ship for like hours and hours? I know it's so annoying, and I don't understand why. Not only that, but like though there might have been suspicion about the ship being blown up, wouldn't fighter pilots in like fighter jets be more uh, inclined to be attacked than the actual main ship itself? Yeah, because you'd want to like take out the fighter ships. Yeah, exactly. So if they're like want to blow them up first. Yeah, if like pirate ships or something like that, or like pirates had had attacked them, they would have definitely taken out them first, which would totally have defeated the purpose. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm now we get to a point where um the the ship blows up. There's this super like 
big terrorist scene. And I actually, I think it's a pretty sick scene to, to start the movie out. Cause like yeah. we, we ended Phantom Menace on a pretty triumphant note. So this is like a cool way to, to start the movie is just this really dark kind of scene where this random uh, imposter of the cop dies. Yeah. I like how her hair just immediately puffs up. I'm like watching her and she's like, I failed you, Senator. And Padme's like, no, no, this is exactly why your job exists. <laughs> I know. She's like, no, no, it's all right. You were supposed, you were supposed to, die, to die. You were supposed to die. <laughs> you did great. You did great. It was supposed to happen. This was what you were supposed to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Also, and I want to I want to touch on this later, but uh, just the idea of how Zam Wessel and uh, Django Fett are absolutely the worst bastards ever. Yeah, I concur with that. Would it not have been better if they had, uh, if they had, what's it called? Um, if they had access to explosives to take down an entire ship, why not? Take it would have gone a lot quicker. No, they did. They had explosives to take down the entire ship. Why not just bomb the entire loading deck? Because the entire loading deck, if they all died, there'd be no witnesses. It would all collapse anyway, so they would have fallen thousands and thousands of feet down. It would it would look like, you know, an accident. It would, and I just feel like they, Django and Zam probably didn't think that through. Yeah. But, but to be fair, their second attempt at killing her was admittedly a droid, uh, a worm-pooping droid, so... That's where, that's where my first... Like two notes come in. All right, I have a couple. I have a, I have a couple more notes before that, so we'll, we'll get there. Uh, Padme essentially walks in and she's like, "Do you have any ideas behind this attack?" For some reason, the Jedi can't sense that the Sith is all around this, and they're like, uh, "No, we think it's some spice traders." They're like something. Po- there's like this points to disgruntled spice miners on the moons of Naboo. Yeah, and, and my problem with this is when she poses a very legitimate, and actually she ends up being right in the end. She poses the idea it's Count Dooku. Remember, yeah, she, ends up very being, right. she ends up being right about that. They literally make her sound like an idiot. They're like, it's not in his character. He's a political idealist. You're an idiot. <laughs> and then they're the idiots because they were wrong. No, I find that stupid, though. Like, they berated her, basically, for being, like, for thinking it was Count Dooku, and then it ended up being Count Dooku. And, and they were like, what? Impossible. Damn. That's crazy. Uh, now we have a point where Obi-Wan and Anakin, a grown-up Anakin now, they're going up through the, uh, he's through like the elevator. At this point. He's, like, 19 at this point. He's, 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 a, he's a very creepy teenager. That's my first note. It's just, like, stalkerish sort Tendency. of, like- tendencies towards Padme yeah and and uh although I do I do commend um George Lucas and I'll talk about this later too I think George Lucas did a solid job uh establishing because like we've never seen uh Hayden Christensen before now yeah but I think he did a good job like establishing that this is a grown-up Anakin right like right off the bat yeah and uh and the fact that like although they referenced the nest of Gundars do you remember that yeah from the Clone Wars yeah, and I'm just I forgot what they looked like, so I, I decided to look up Gundars and I I kid you not, I made like an audible sound in my room. I was like, Oh boy, boy, boy. Like those are some some weird creatures that came Shrunky boy. That came out of George Lucas's mind. Yeah, I know. Uh, it's, it's in George also, Lucas's head or horrifying evil thing. It's also worth noting that this entire apartment of Padme's is completely CGI and it's very clear. Oh yeah, no. 
I know it's supposed to be like pristine or whatever, but there's like literally not a speck on the walls. Everything is perfect. I'm like, okay, okay, people. <laughs> I know it's it's like mm, this doesn't seem very realistic. Yeah, uh, you and McGregor's pretty solid as Obi Wan, like an adult Obi Wan. He seems like he's officially grown into how young Obi Wan would have grown up as. Yeah, seems pretty believable. Uh, and the only other thing I gotta say is they did a great job establishing uh, Hayden Christensen and 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 Natalie Portman's Padme. The awkwardness between them. Oh yeah, like the opening line where he's like, "And you're more beautiful," or whatever, and he's like, "But for a for a senator." And, and like yeah, for, and, for, but for, but actually, the fact, they, the fact that they made that relationship so awkward, I feel almost yeah. takes away from like later on in the movie when there ends up being a romance between them. Yeah, like because you're like, how did it go so quickly from like awkward, can't even get out like a word next to each other, to like, yeah, okay. So my thing is here at the actual bug bug pooping uh, droid. I was getting ahead to there. Okay, so the worm pooping droid. Uh, they sense what's going wrong because this droid poops deadly worms, and Anakin senses it, so he runs into the room, and he sees them, and he uses his lightsaber, and he cuts them off. But just imagine, if he had just been, you know, an inch to the left, away. cut her head off. He just cut her head off. He just count dooked her. Yeah. No, I think that's, I think... That that could have been a very real possibility. I think uh, I think it was uh, the, the the stupidness of the scene was only increased when Obi Wan's like, you know, trust your feelings. I can sense what's going on in that room. I'm like clearly you can't. Yeah. Because yeah. he like waited until the last moment. Um, and the only other thing, and I think this is in the beginning where uh, Anakin's like, we should investigate. And Obi Wan's like, that's not in our mandate or whatever. Yeah. I think this is like the first scene where it's really clear. Uh, why Anakin's already feeling like really wants to go away from Obi-Wan. And I think that's great. That's a great dynamic that they built throughout the entire movie is that Obi-Wan, it's almost Obi-Wan's fault that Anakin starts to lean away from the Jedi. Because he's like so strict about it. He's like strict. He kind of embarrasses him. He, he's, he gets, he, Obi-Wan's pretty arrogant and he like represses Anakin. Yeah. So I think all those kind of coupled is not a, not a great, uh, way to do it. Also, just a really random side note: they they show a a, a side clip of like Zam Wessel getting the 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 worm pooping robot from uh, Jango Fett. Where did Jango Fett get his Mandalorian armor? Is he a he's not from Mandalore? Is he? you you've watched the Mandalorian, right? No, you haven't. Do they mention Jango? No, I'm saying, but have you watched the Mandalorian? Because in the Mandalorian, he says Mandalorian. He one of the famous lines is being a Mandalorian is not a race; it's a creed. Okay. Just because you wear the armor doesn't mean you're Mandalorian. Okay, but so where did... Uh, I have no Jango, idea. Where did Django get his Mandalorian armor? Because I know, I know. yeah, he didn't come directly from the planet of Mandalore, but he clearly got it from somewhere, and it's a pretty definitive like feature of him. And he uses the jetpack, too. It's not just a, a, a helmet like um, Sabine from Rebels. Yeah. He, he clearly has the... Um, the jetpack too, which is a defining character. Remember in Clone Wars, Obi Wan brings up Jango Fett to like that prime minister. He's like Jango Fett was an extremist and not a Mandalorian. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, I don't remember that. Okay, yeah, that might that might explain it then. Yeah. All right. So so now so now we're at a scene. Obi Wan jumps through the window like it's butter. Onto apparently. the onto the drug. Onto the drip pooping bug or bug. Imagine if he had just missed bugs and he just fallen and it was just like, <laughs> 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 just died. 
You didn't really, Anakin literally just jumped out of a moving car in hold that on, same. Hold on. So 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 basically, what happens is, uh, so Anakin takes a sweet sweet time, uh, hopping into a speeder. Uh, Zam Wessel basically snipes the droid Obi Wan's holding on to. Yeah. Uh, and my question is like, because he so he starts to fall. Anakin's like to show Anakin's like force ability. We see Anakin like positioning himself under Obi Wan. Yeah. My question is like how because he's having to dive faster than a light body is is dropping like he had to be pretty like precise and and if so could he have even made it like could it realistically could that speeder have gone fast enough to like catch up with obi-wan plummeting well also think of the same thing as the speeders have engines to propel them downward so they have gravity and engines and and they're heavier true true um I like, okay, so this is just, in, in general, the entirety of the speeder scene. I actually really like the speeder scene. I think it's pretty soft. It just more his whole vibe. I had it written down that it reminded me of that episode where Ahsoka's lightsaber was stolen, and they chased, like, those two people through, through like, the yeah. entirety, of course, like, yes. the whole city. Definitely. And it kind of does well to, like, that scene when it does well to uh, connection between the two uh, as that there's a lot of good character building including the scene where it's like Obi-Wan like you've completely lost him and then Anakin in his kind of joking yeah. arrogant way just hops out of the speeder completely sure of himself which is kind of like, great okay. I also like cinematographical how do you say that cinematography wise uh, I guess so. How disorienting the entire thing is, because like one minute they'll be like shooting straight downwards, and then they're like pulling up, and then they're going flying sideways, horizontal through a tunnel. Yeah, I know it's really confusing, but it's kind. Of, it kind of sort of puts the whole thing together. Yeah, exactly. I kind of like that. Then that's the way it kind of goes. Uh, I also like when uh they're like flying directly at a ship, and Obi Wan's like, "Pull up, Anakin! Pull up!" And he just doesn't. He's like laughing. I know, yeah. It's, I, it's like, why? Just he also off. references Obi Wan not liking flying, despite the fact. And like, I know he says he doesn't like it even in that Revenge of the Sith scene, but he's pretty good at it. Like, why doesn't he like it? If he didn't like it, he wouldn't be that good at it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, or do you just do you disagree, or or, or do you find that there would be? I don't know. Maybe he doesn't like it because he doesn't like getting shot at every time he flies. Yeah, that might be it, but. You remember in the scene where he's Obi Wan has PTSD, and Jango Fett releases those like <laughs> grenades, and he's like, "This is why I hate flying." Yeah, yeah, like, but maybe it's like PTSD from what? From oh, he hasn't been in a war yet. Actually, that's true. I don't even know why he why he wouldn't like flying. Yeah. Um, in that sense, the crashing exam was Peter gets completely and uh runs into a, into a club. This is where, and I think you can both agree, uh, all of Star Wars. I, that's the quote I have written down. I just have, it's the fourth note. Eric, you want to say it at the same time? Ethics. Oh, we're going to say it at the same time, Eric. Yeah, oh. it is the, the character, This uh, I don't even know what his name is. He's like Sleezo or something like that. Yeah. And, and, he, and, he, and he goes up to Obi-Wan Kenobi and he, and he asks him, do you want to buy some death sticks? Right, 
and and yeah. to, to give you context as to why we we me and Eric love this scene so much, me and Eric had to do uh, a, community a community service. service. It was a community service event for our school, and we hours of it. It's the middle. It's in the middle of winter, and we had to get a certain amount of number uh, hours, and we were doing our last like hour and a half. And we ha- and we had to bring the Salvation Army. Shout out to Salvation. They're great. So we're in the mi- it's the middle of winter. It's like freezing cold. My hands were completely numb but, for like but a we day. Put our hands in our pockets. Bring the it's like champagne problems. Like oh, okay. but it was very cold. Yes, it was very cold. As we were doing it, we we kind of just started talking. About an hour or two of just hearing ding bell just ringing in our ear. Just kind of started to started slowly go insane. And uh, and in doing, so, we, we just repeating to ourselves and like our like our jokes, random time being like, like would like no no I think I we were just here and then all of a sudden someone went do you want to buy some nest sticks and then we just couldn't stop laughing. No, no one said it. You think someone one said of it? us said it? No, one of us said it. Oh, one of us said it. Yeah, I was gonna say no, no person in North Carolina. Up to us, and I was like, "Want to buy some dead sticks?" <laughs> no, I don't think that's gonna happen ever. Yeah, and, and and if so, I feel like they'd be in a southern accent, and that would even be even weirder. You want to buy some dead sticks? <laughs> no, nah, I'm, I'm I'm imagining it as a higher pitched voice. You want to buy some dead sticks? <laughs> oh god. To which the answer is no. On to our more serious topic, not serious, but just on a more real topic. Um, death sticks in the movie, just to give you context of how dumb this actual thing is. Uh, death sticks are literally basically cigarettes that actively deplete your lifespan. They actively shorten your lifespan. Which is really smart. I don't know how we were supposed to know that just by watching the movies. It's it's all it's all in the uh, canon Wikipedia's and stuff like that. Oh, wonderful. Yep, love that. Uh, when they run into that casino, uh, I love how they've just had this huge major fight scene. Anakin could have died because remember he was on Zam Wessel's ship when it crashed. Yeah. So Anakin could have literally been dead, and Obi Wan completely nonchalantly is like, "I'm going for a drink." It's like, go look for it. He's like, "What are you gonna do, Master? I'm gonna go get a drink." So I feel like that's a little stupid of Obi Wan to just be like, "Look at how cool I am." But uh, in saying that, there's uh, a number of things I want to touch on when they go into that nightclub. Uh, I find it cool that there's a bunch of like uh, Coruscant culture things when they walk in. Yeah. Uh, like they see pod racing is on TV on a completely different planet, so you can see like the elements of pod racing. Yeah, it's like not just the thing on Tatooine. And I'm I'm also watching it. There's like a droid soccer thing going on. It's like football, yeah. Uh, there's a bunch of stuff going on. I like all the different characters and aliens were almost uh forced to look at as they kind of walk into this club. Yeah. Um, anything else you have for that particular scene? No, nothing. There, really. there are some skimpily dressed uh, uh, aliens, by the way. And oh, also, yeah. I think I'm looking at this, and I'm pretty sure the pod racing event is taking place on Hoth, which is kind of an interesting touch to make. Interesting. Uh, the next scene I want to kind of get into is that scene where uh, Padme's packing, and we have that kind of Anakin whining scene. Oh, yeah, that's one thing I have. is An- I just have Anakin, evil son, angsty teen. Yeah, he. I mean, we can't really blame him. He's kind of like nineteen, going through an existential crisis. Yeah, 
but like at the same time he is really whiny and like the whole thing where he's like it's not fair i know yeah i say can you grown up or whatever and then he literally like trying to impress her right he's trying to like yeah like the second time he's seen her in like the last two days after 10 years is he just starts whining about her about his like mentor apprentice yeah no that's I think that's not the smartest way to go about it also um how awkward that scene was when she's like please don't look at me like that and he's like why not she's like it (laughs) makes me uncomfortable and then he's like, mm. he just proceeded to keep looking no, at her. No, I will quote what I what he says to you, okay? I'm watching the scene right now. I will quote what he says to you. He goes, sorry, my lady. It's such a dark, such a, such a weird scene. I know. You know what else? Yeah, I know. It's almost like he hates sand. I said it's almost like he hates sand. Oh, we will get to that one, too. Oh yeah. Uh, so so Anakin and Padme leave to go off to 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 basically to basically go to to uh to Naboo, right? Naboo, yeah, Naboo. Yeah, and and uh, Obi Wan goes to visit Dexter Jester. Oh yeah, that guy. Do you have anything to tell about talk about him? I think it's an interesting. It's almost a plot device, but I like his character a lot because he's kind of worldly. Yeah, we're just like <clears throat> we're just kind of meant to it. That's not his voice at all. And I actually, I, I think I would argue I could do a solid impression of him. You could? All right, ready? He, he, he sees him in the window and he goes, Obi-Wan, what do you know? What do you know? It's a Camino cloning dad. It's d- them Camino Also, as Anakin and Padme are leaving off the ship that they're like going to Naboo on. Yeah. We see this thing of uh, Obi-Wan and uh, Captain Typho. Oh, yeah. And Obi-Wan goes, I do hope he doesn't try anything foolish. And here's where... Oh, yeah. Captain Typho goes, like, uh, I would be more worried about her doing something than him. Here's where I I hate... It shows, like, how dumb the Jedi are, because, look, they take this 19 who we know has a... My clear is, like, the, the bad... Yeah, we for attractive center on their own the most romantic plant world. Oh yeah, that 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 totally works. And they're like, don't do anything foolish. And they're like, <laughs> they're literally two kids. They're literally two. It's like taking two college kids and then just like throwing them on like a and be like, ah uh, ah uh, ah, uh, no kissing. That's literally what it is. It's just an interesting idea. But then Anakin proceeds to rant about sand. So, so maybe they weren't didn't have to be worried anyway. Uh, yeah. Obi-Wan learns that basically uh, he has a Kamino cloning dart. He goes to try to find the planet of Kamino on uh, the, the scanners in the library. And here I just... I hate the librarian so much. She's such a... <sighs> say it. Ash. No, don't say it. <laughs> I, could hear, I, could hear, I could hear it rising in you. <laughs> She's just so mean. She's like, if it's not in our records, it doesn't exist. And I'm like, and Obi-Wan just looks at her, Obi-Wan just like looks at her dead in the eyes. And he's just like, who are you? Who are you? Like, hey, I thought of what like, gives you the right? Dundars. Tell me, I don't. You know she's a Jedi, right? No. 
The librarian is a Jedi. Yeah, she's seen. She's like what seventy, and the the Republic's been around for like a years. She's literally seen librarian for her life. Yeah. So like, what does she know at this point? Exactly. She's just like, hmm. And then he proceeds to prove her wrong by literally finding. Literally, I, I wish there was like a blooper comes back and just like slaps them. <laughs> slaps just. Yeah. Um. He goes in to to see Yoda, and he's like, "Hey, bud, where's the planet?" And here's I told you this uh, earlier, Eric. I have a huge problem with this scene. It's a bunch of younglings, untrained younglings, training with uh, Yoda. And they're all wearing those like helmets that Luke wears. Yeah, and all have lightsabers turned on. <laughs> they're all they're all like standing right next to each other too. Yeah, they're all cl- close group. What? No problems, no problems with this. I'm surprised. <laughs> I mean, I'm surprised the Jedi haven't gone extinct yet just due to younglings killing themselves. Also. Imagine the PR that must have been, or like imagine the human resources department having to like go to a like a lady's house and be like, "Hi, you know your son who's in the Jedi development program?" Yeah, uh, little Timmy sliced his face off. <laughs> he cut him in half. Good, good, good job. I good hate- job, though. Here's your compensation. Yoda sends his best. Gives him, gives him like a, gives him like a, like um, like a condolences card and like two hundred credits. It's like, oh, we'll find him. Have a nice life. Call like, call us if you have any more force sensitive children. If you have any more force sensitive children, we'd love to take them. <laughs> no guarantees though. No take taxis. I feel like if the Jedi figure out your kid's force sensitive, they force you, the kid to join the Jedi Order. I'm pretty sure. Well, that well that was the Clone Wars. Remember when Cad Bane starts kidnapping kids who are like uh, are force sensitive? Yeah. So I think that was an interesting thing for them to delve into. In any case, uh, uh, I also think it's very interesting that the. Just the, the sheer back and forth of the two parallels between Obi-Wan's life right now and Anakin's life. Obi-Wan is actually doing genuine wartime work, trying to find a political idealist assassin who is trying to assassinate a political senator who's trying to make a vote for an anti-war police. Yeah, meanwhile, uh, Anakin... Anakin's, Anakin's flirting. He's frolicking in a field with waterfalls. It's literally what's happening. He's like, he's, I'm no. good. He's using the force to cut a pair, a space pair. So disappointed. I just think it's interesting, the parallels, because, like, Obi-Wan's actively getting shot at by a murderous bounty hunter and his deranged son. Exactly. Anakin is sitting in a dark room talking about sand next to a fire. <laughs> it's not necessarily he's not he doesn't talk about sand there he's on like a balcony and talks I was, about I, was I was just saying for the sake of the of the yeah I know yeah uh I also find it interesting when uh Padme and Anakin have this awkward exchange where he's like I'm the head of security here and she's like you're just a Padawan and he goes I've lived here my whole life like wouldn't it be better if you took advantage of my knowledge and he's like I'm sorry <laughs> I just find it interesting like they have this really long look at each other. And I'm like, was no one else uncomfortable in the room at this, like, really awkward flirting? Yeah, no. I'd be like, okay. Uh, also, one of the... So now we now we get to a scene where it's basically Obi-Wan showing up to Kamino, right? Yeah. Uh, Obi-Wan... They, well, this scene... One of my favorite Clone Wars series uh, timelines is the series with um, Fives. Oh, Yeah. Where Fives basically finds out about he Order 66. He out about Order 66, and then he, like, is framed and goes insane. Yeah. 
I find that now looking back at the Attack of the Clones when he meets when Obi Wan meets the Kaminoans for the first time, yeah, I find it way more creepy now. Like Lama Sue and all them. Oh yeah, definitely. Like it's a creepier thing to realize what they're doing. They've been yeah. Um. Also, I was just curious. They they keep mentioning Sifo-Dyas. Maybe I'm just not paying attention to the plot enough. Who is Sifo-Dyas? Is that just an alias for someone else? No. Sifo-Dyas, that, that's really my big thing, is the mystery of Sifo-Dyas. He's, he was a Jedi. He was an actual Jedi. Yeah. On the Jedi Order. The, he was on the council. He was a master, and they kicked him out because he was too ex- ex- like extreme. And then without the council's authority, he goes to Kamino and says, make an army for the Republic. And okay. then, like, and then they make a clone army for the Republic, and then Sifo-Dyas mysteriously disappears. Okay, I'm I'm reading his his backstory now here, uh, on the on the Star Wars wiki page. Sifo-Dyas was a human male Jedi Master from Minashi who commissioned the Kaminoans' creation of the Republic, or whatever. Yada 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 yada. Let's see his backstory. Early life, uh, during their time as intimates. Oh, he so he had an intimate relationship. Um, he bumped into Master Yoda, causing other masters, including. Uh, hold on, let's see, let's see, let's see. I don't know what the deal is with him. He just kind of became. He did a he did a apprenticeship under a, a different master. He came up a, alongside Count Dooku. He so he yeah. trained with Count Dooku. I he feel like he might have been on it with Count Dooku because he was like, "Make this army," and then Count Dooku. Palpatine and the own and the Kamino and the Kaminoans are the only ones who are in on the whole Order sixty six thing, but they would have never been able to do that without that clone army. So maybe Sifo-Dyas was like, make the army. Oh, here it is. I see it. I see it. I see it. Uh, what happened was I thought Sifo-Dyas was like a super bad character. I thought he was like a, he was malicious in the no, but he, he it doesn't seem like he was. Uh, what it looks like right now is it looks like uh, at the time with the invasion of Naboo and the last movie, Phantom Menace, yeah. he saw that. And, like, he saw the he, he foresaw in the force the upcoming conflict. Yeah. And so he, he went and, and commis- tried to commission the uh, the Grand Army of the Republic. Uh, the High Council deemed his ideas too extreme, like you said, and Sifo-Dyas was removed from his position. Okay, so during Phantom Menace invasion, he's like, all right, we need an army. He's like, all right, guys, make an army. And they're like, no, 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 no army. And then, you know, he just, did, he just did it anyway. Although I don't know how Count Dooku and, and uh, who's his face, Palpatine, realize that, that that this is happening. I don't know how this they tie into it. Yeah, that's, maybe they were like, maybe they, somehow they since they figured it out. And then Count Dooku was like, hey, 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 I got a proposition for you guys. Put these organic chips in their brain that makes them want to kill Jedi. And... <laughs> you'll get a hefty sum or something yeah. like that. I don't know. That seems like a realistic timeline. Uh, I'm just now looking at the scene where he says, I don't like sand. Yet another example of George Lucas's expert dialogue writing during the prequels. Yeah. Honestly, like, <laughs> I don't like sand. It's coarse and rough and gets everywhere. I'm like, really? Yeah. Really? That's what we're paying money to see right now. We're paying money to watch angsty teenager Anakin Skywalker. You know... Oh. Although it's it's worth mentioning, uh, I I actually do think this taking a setting aside the dialogues and the bad acting by Hayden Christensen, yeah, I think it's a very interesting thing that this movie sets up like the conflict in him because like Padme clearly loves him too, yeah. So like so the the conflict of like should I shouldn't I, I think it's actually fairly valid 
And like, especially when they kiss out on that balcony. Yeah. I think that's like a definite but, moment. But, uh, where... Freak, stay away from me. But now she, now she apparently has feelings for her. So it's an interesting, uh, it really is an interesting scene. And Anakin's definitely, like, you can almost see the conflict on, on Hayden Christensen's face and, like, on Anakin's face because you can totally see, wait, yeah. what am I supposed to do, you know? Uh, we we, we kind of, do, do you have any other notes as we go through the Camino sequence? No, I do not. All right, so I'm skipping ahead basically to the fight scene, or the uh, the, the chase between uh, uh, Django and Obi-Wan in the sky. Oh, yeah. In the base. Um. I think it's very. I I love Django's the bombs that he sets. Yeah, the, the are they just satisfying? Well, no. I think it's just very cool that they 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 almost remember the scene in um I think it was Last Jedi when the ship literally hyperspace blasts through the bigger ship and there's yeah. like a silence. There's like yeah. no sound, which yeah. is like technically scientifically accurate. There would be no sound. I think I think this is also very cool to be kind of like semi scientifically accurate because it's like a pause and like the light goes first and then the sound because like sound is faster than light or it's the vacuum of space, but like light is faster than sound. So you hear that you see that big flash and then the boom. It's like like, you know how like fireworks like there the you see it explode before you hear the boom. Yeah, that's exactly (laughs) it. But, But I also like the sound of just the exact explosion in the first place. Yeah. Uh. When Anakin returns from or to returns to Tatooine after having visions of his mother, I just like the dialogue between him and Watto because like Watto like realizes like oh wow this is Anakin and like he, he's still being greedy and like the same toy daring we know from before. But it's just <laughs> no, there's some bed beats who owe me some money. You want to help me out, pal? Yeah, and, and it's like uh, and I just think it's funny, but I don't think it's a you know anything special. I just think it's a very cool dialogue that they got to have now that they're reunited again. Yeah. Um, then we kind of come to that, that all too, uh, familiar scene where Anakin cuts down a village of Tusken Raiders. Yes. That, that's the scene I'm referencing there. He's like, gets vengeance. He's like, so like the, like the sin people, like the Tusken Raiders, they like kidnap his mom. And then he like goes there, he finds the village and he's like, she, and then he like, oh, okay. And then he finds her and then she's, she dies. Yeah, and and it's a very and I mean to be fair, it really is an anguishing moment because he's not supposed to have attachments. They take younglings at such a young age that they, admittedly, probably didn't even, wouldn't even know their parents. So maybe that is why they said he was too uh too old when when they first denied him. Yeah, um, because there's potential that maybe it's because he has connections and prior attachments. You think if he had been taken at a younger age, he would have never even become Darth Vader? He wouldn't have been able to. Well, I mean, to be fair, if he was never, if, if Obi-Wan had just been chill and just hadn't taken him at all and been like, sorry, Anakin, back to your Tatooine with you. Yeah, I mean, you're then, freed, but you you can just go do what you want. Yeah. Back to Tatooine. But, in any case, Shmi died. <laughs> Unhacked insisted on him being trained. Yeah. And, and so, basically, Shmi dies, which is very sad. Anakin cuts down an entire village of sand people. Mm-hmm. We have this very distinct... Uh, scene where he he's kind of ranting in the basement of the Lars's home. Yeah, the um, or uh, the uncle and aunt of Luke. I'm pretty sure, right? Yes, I find it very. I don't think it's intriguing. I just think it's it's kind of a plot device that they employed later in the sequels. Um, when he goes, I would even stop people from dying. 
Yeah. I I think that um why couldn't he have just force healed her? Like if that was a valid option that could have been open cuz cuz the, the the example that they use in uh in the Rise of Skywalker is like Kylo cuz they're both very inexperienced Kylo and and Rey. Yeah. They're by no means they're experts. So the basically the the thing they use is they basically say uh the true love between them like made them pa- so powerful enough that they could force heal. Sounds like bullcrap. What about the true it's love a- between Anakin yeah, like Anakin clearly had more of a connection to his mother, right? Yeah. So, so the fact that he couldn't heal her, I don't know if it was like a stab wound that she was exactly dead, just fatigue. But uh, I don't know. But but I simply wasn't as power. Maybe Anakin just wasn't as powerful as we consider him to be. No, I think he was definitely as powerful. So I just think that was a that was a, a rough, a rough I thing for them. Say it again. I think the whole force hill thing in the Rise of Skywalker is just a massive plot hole. Oh, for sure, not a plot hole, plot device. They just used it. Yeah, plot device. They used it because they needed a, a, a way for. Uh, like, yeah, uh, we see Christopher Lee as Count Dooku for the first time, and he kind of uh, and he's kind of walking around Obi Wan, and uh, and Obi Wan. I think Christopher Lee is a great actor, and I think Christopher Lee did a great job as Count Dooku. However, I think I said this in Phantom Menace episode. He's just not menacing. He's he's just kind of a, a no. another generic villain. Yeah, he's just not he, scary. Feel as Palpatine or Darth Vader, or or doesn't have or Darth Maul for that matter, or even Darth Maul. Like when Darth Maul or Palpatine or Darth Vader walks into a room, you're like, it, it's like bad guy. But then when Count Dooku walks into a room, you're like, who is this again? Yeah, and and it's not, and even when you do know, Clone Wars cartoon portrays him very differently from. Say it again. I said in the Clone Wars she's menacing, but the cartoon portrays him very differently from the movie. For sure, for sure. Uh, I think it's stupid that he basically tells Obi Wan that the Senate is under control of a uh, of a massive Sith Lord, and he doesn't suspect the super sinister dude who's suddenly getting emergency relief powers. Yeah, like, I know. He's a, like... there's there's two things wrong with this. A Count Dooku could have just not told him at all and just spared his taunting. Or B, Obi-Wan could have had, like, a shred of self-awareness uh, and realized what happened. And been like, Palpatine. Exactly. Because he didn't, it's like, control. So he was like, okay, who controls the Senate? Palpatine. Could he be the Sith Lord? Yeah, exactly. Um, I think, I don't know, man. I don't like, I don't like the scene. So basically, they realized that Obi-Wan's in trouble. They go, They travel to Geonosis. And they have this really awkward scene after Palpatine is granted relief powers. I don't know if you have, do you have anything else between that. No. Uh, so Palpatine's granted emergency relief powers, which is already sinister enough as is. Um, but so they're in these Geonosian catacombs, and I just don't like the scene at all when they're running through the factory, the droid factory. Yeah. I don't like the scene at all because it's literally the most annoyingly CGI'd scene there's ever been ever. Oh yeah, I know. It's literally entirely CGI, and it just bugs me. The bad, no, it bugs it's me because whole... it's just so clear. Like it's so clearly CGI. Like even the Mustafar scene had like an intensity to just tell you how like it, it was enough that you just kind of were able to the CGI. Yeah, but like this is just there's not enough actual action happening to take away from the fact that it's all super bad effects. Yeah, that's very true. It's, it's just nothing much was happening. They were just sort of running through a factory. Exactly. Anakin, 
poo. Only poo Genosians. Also, so. like that, uh, that <laughs> Padme falls into a bucket, a bucket that's about to be filled with like molten magma. Yeah. And like, what if it? What if Anakin just been missing for like two more seconds, and she just got? There's so many instances where if a character would have died, it would have been like a super bad. Yeah, no, there were so many instances where if if a character had done something barely differently, or if one character would have died, it would have changed the entire plot of everything. Yeah, Padme, Padme dies in a bucket full of molten lava. He's just, he's his life in like the last 10 no, seconds. No. You do realize that if Qui-Gon had never cheated on that chance cube, the First Order would never exist. The Death Star would have never existed and blown up Alderaan. The Starkiller base would have never existed and blown up multiple planets. And then, a, a you fashion, know, Wars would not have been waged. I feel like if he had not a chance cube, Eric, it lost the chance cube. And would never Luke and Leia would have Han Solo would have just been a smuggler from Corellia. Until literally, uh, want to go against? What? If, you, if this makes sense. Remember uh, Han Solo becomes a stormtrooper? Yeah. So Han Solo, if there had never been, a, if there had never been a, an empire, because there was never an yeah, it just never would have happened. It just never would have happened. Yeah, it all comes back to one thing. What? What would you say that it comes back to? Chance or taxations? Trade taxation. For sure. I love how it's like the wars were started, enemies were made, and entire galactic governments fell. Because the Trade Federation was, like, taxation. Yep. We love that. It's all new gun race fault. It's all new gun race fault. <laughs> um, I think I think it's worth just keep keep going right into the Geonosian battle. Do you have anything to say about uh, the, the initial gladiator, like, monsters? Not really, no. Nothing? When you know? What my next note is when they're like um, it's like Dooku, and like that the the Poggle guy, and they're like Death Star. Oh, I was gonna yeah. bring that. Yeah, I, I I have a note there as well. All right, so so you don't have much of a note for the entire Jedi battle, so I guess I'll go into that a bit. Yeah. No. Uh. So so the entire scene where it's kind of like they're chained up or whatever, and uh, there's a bunch of uh, creatures. Yeah, I think that's a uh, an interesting. To say the least, I like that Padme is shown as like. There, yeah. I like that Padme is shown as she can like hold her own, like she like comes out of the like cuffs and like you know hides up in the uh, on the pillar, goes up in the pillar and then starts like fighting this weird cat thing. Yeah, I think that's very cool that she like holds her own or whatever. Yeah. Uh, then all the Jedi show up and they start fighting. Very cool scene because up until this point, remember when we were saying that there was a lot of groundbreaking scenes in the prequels for people who had only ever seen the original trilogy. Yeah, I think it's very interesting that they had never even seen this many Jedi in one place before. No. Um, also, I don't know why. Uh, who's his face? I don't know why Christopher Lee's Count Dooku. Remember when Obi Wan says, "Do you know the bounty hunter named Jango Fett?" And Count yeah. Dooku's like, "No, we have no bounty hunters here." <laughs> why did he lie? Like, if he was just gonna kill Obi Wan in the first place, why would he lie and say he's not there when he's very clearly out on that balcony with him? I don't know. I think Kentucky is just weird. 
Anyway, the battle starts. All the Jedi show up. It's a very big deal. Very cool. Uh, Mace Windu decapitates Jango Fett. And then Boba's like, Ugh! And then, like, that's how the whole Force thing starts. Is, is, that's, like, a three-episode stream of just Boba trying to get his revenge. Boba trying to trying unsuccessfully to kill uh, Mace yeah. Windu. He almost he almost kills him, but like a bunch of stupid situations happen that he ends up not. Yeah. Uh, also, it's worth mentioning uh, that there is one random Jedi who just hops down and makes a really half-assed attempt to kill Count Dooku. I saw. I remember seeing that scene, and he just gets cut down. He just gets shot down by Jango. It's such a sad he scene because he really he really thought he was doing something. He really thought he was gonna. Yeah. He really thought he was gonna win, and then they, he just gets shot like a like he just goes out like a punk. Yeah, that's pretty much how... It, this is just so sad. How many Jedi do you think died at the Battle of Geonosis? Quite a few. Just notice how the entire army shows up, and then there's that scene where they're, like, surrounded by droids, and there's, like, six. Like, that's not, like, that's not good. Died. Like, a lot of Jedi must have died for this to actually happen. Yeah. Um, but, but we gotta look at a couple of the yeah, prominent Clone Wars Jedis, including, like, Ayla, Bears, Alfie, Luminar, Unduli... Oh yeah, there were a ton of Clone Wars Jedi there. Uh, uh Kiati Mundi. Kit Fisto. Uh, Anything else? Anyone else you want to mention? I don't know if I saw Evan Peel there or not, but I feel Evan like Peel. I, did or not. I remember seeing the dude uh, with the uh, uh, who's his face. He's like the kind of the same race as Darth Maul. He's got like horns. Yeah, I don't remember what his name is, but I remember he's. Oh, did he, did we say S. Koth or whatever his name? Is? That's what I was trying to. That's what I was trying to say. East Koth or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy. That's that's what I was talking about. Uh, we also there. I'm looking at the dude who gets killed by Jango Fett. Oh, poor dude. He tried. <laughs> he tried. Also, imagine how many spare lightsabers there must have been on that battlefield after the battle. General Grievous would have had quite a collection. General Grievous starts sweating. <laughs> He's like, oh, another lightsaber to add to my color. He's just like on the battlefield, like, ooh, another one. Ooh, another one. Ooh, another oh, one. so many lightsabers. I can't do this all day. Uh, anyway, then there basically uh, kind of basically retreats. Um, and they're... That, uh, that brings up another point. Is you know how at the end of the thing, the guy just like throws Obi-Wan and Anakin just spare lightsabers? Yeah. Like, think... They don't just have spare lightsabers. Their lightsaber is unique to each and every Jedi. And like, you see they that literally thing. have to go to like a planet to get the crystals from this giant. And they have to go to a separate planet to get the crystals, and they can only be your crystal, which means that the those were just lightsabers taken off, just dead Jedi. Maybe it was a Padawan or something like that, and they were just like, "Hey, you're not going to be in this battle anyway. Just give us the things. We'll get you another one. I swear. <laughs> we'll get we'll get you another one if these guys die." Um, so they're chasing after Count Dooku, and he's on these speeders, and, uh, I think it was very weird that there's this scene where they're like, shoot him down, and the guy's like, we're all out of missiples. We're out of range. It's like, well, why don't you just use the giant lasers that are- You literally, yeah, you literally have guns. You might be out of missiles, but, I mean, that doesn't stop you from, like, maybe taking a couple shots at him. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> I just, I think that's very, uh, I think that's just an annoying thing. Um, yeah, no. Why not? Uh, also, Obi-Wan, uh, basically they corner Count Dooku in this, in this landing hangar. Uh, I think that entire scene is very stupid because 
uh, Obi-Wan and Anakin, both well-trained official Jedi of the Jedi Order. Uh, Obi-Wan's a Jedi they master. They get, creamed. they get absolutely creamed by Count Dooku. They do. They go out like total wusses. I know, yeah. They go out like, like no, Like No, Count Dooku like, cuts Obi-Wan in like two different places, and then Obi-Wan's just immobilized. Yeah. So then, alright, there's only one thing I can do. He just proceeds to chuck his lightsaber to Anakin. So now Anakin is fighting two lightsabers against one. He has a clear tactical advantage and then proceeds to get his hand cut off by Count Dooku. Not only that, but I also think it's interesting that uh, there's the whole scene when they they, they literally say uh, in the beginning of this movie, Obi-Wan goes, "Uh, Senator Amidala, and he goes, Sith Lords are our speciality. Cut ahead to like 50 minutes later, and it's him just getting his knee cut slightly by Count Dooku and going down like a complete pansy. Yeah, I know. It's so funny. Also, I like how Anakin... I don't know I don't know what the deal is with this. I feel like after, you know, 10 years of training with Obi-Wan, they'd be a little more simpatico. But the fact that he's like, we'll take him together, Anakin. He's like, I'm taking him now. <laughs> I know. Uh, but we're at, we're at the battle scene. Uh, uh, so I think we actually already passed that Death Star scene. What, what did you want to say about that? I was just saying how it's crazy how the Death Star has been in development ever since the beginning of the Separatist War. Yeah, Palpatine's clearly been in control of this entire thing for the entirety of the... Yeah. Uh, not in this part, no, I don't think so. Not, what, anything else? No. Nothing? I'm pretty much... Oh, I went overdrive on Revenge of the Sith, so don't blame me. Alright, alright. Oh, oh, you, be- you better have more than, like, 50 for Revenge of the Sith, otherwise I'm gonna be disappointed. 50? 50. Eric, no, I'm just kidding. Um, okay. Anyway, Yoda goes uh, full Master Shifu on uh, on Count Dooku. <laughs> the wooshy finger hold. <laughs> what did he say? I said the wooshy finger hold. Did the wooshy finger hold on him? He he. If you listen closely, you hear Yoda literally just letting out guttural screams throughout the entire. <laughs> it's so funny. He's like, like <laughs> now he's like. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, oh, God, it's the funniest thing ever. Um, but and even still, and even still, they show Yoda going up against pa- Palpatine, who is basically established to be one of the most powerful Sith lords in the entire wo- universe. Powerful, most powerful like beings in the entire universe. But yet Yoda can't manage to hold up a pillar and sh- stab Count Dooku at the same time. Yeah, no, it's just depressing. Um. I think when Yoda goes full craziness. Oh, also on the on a completely side note, um, how did Padme survive that fall from the ship? I have no idea. All right, and and to to clarify, let let's look let's do let's look through the logistics of this entire thing. To propel a ship that big, hovering over the ground, they've got to be going. Fast. They've got to be going at least over two hundred miles an hour. Yeah. Not only that, but there are at least a skyscraper above the ground. Their ship gets shot yeah, down. The ship, about that the ship gets shot down, and not only that, but she she flips out of the of the ship and lands like back first, back first after falling from over hundreds of feet at over two hundred miles an hour. Yeah, no, I don't. And she freaking and she, she freaking walks it off like the clone trooper runs over her. She's like, "Are you all right? Let's let let's walk back to the base." 
She's like, no, we gotta go find Count Dooku. You just, she, so she, not only that, not only is she like, let's take a break, she's like, let's go run and confront people. Yeah, because why not? It's ridiculous. Uh, I, I think it's uh, that the uh, the paraglider is very cool, that a design for Count Dooku's ship. Yeah. Do you remember what I'm talking about? He shoots at Yeah, where it opens up and it's like a. Yeah. It's like a Genosian Such a cool time for a ship, if you say so myself. Yeah. I, I don't even know what the purpose of it is, but it's just there. I don't know what the purpose of it is, but it's all designed for the ship itself. Uh, turns. I have a question. What do you think George Lucas was trying to intending to do when he made the prequels? Do you think he meant for kind of like well, I think they. I think we, did. Did we know his name was Emperor Palpatine in the original trilogy? No, we, his name was the Emperor. So I don't even. Think, okay. I don't think many people knew that he was the Emperor until he got the face that Revenge of the Sith. I mean, I guess it's no. I think people knew he would be the Emperor when he was like, I know the dark side of the Force, and then he did like that weird smile that's now become a meme. Yeah, the Anakin. I, I just think he meant to know pretty obvious when you look at it you're like it could be do with the hood and also because when he talks he talks in a voice and then palpatine has the same voice yeah it's pretty so 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 you might you might you might and like i don't know were we meant to know because it's not that hard for a for an observant person to realize like oh he has the same nose and lips aside from like a hood over his face that might be the dude who's also talking in senate and controlling everything like were were we meant to figure it out or was like that this really cool? I think we were meant to figure it out, just not way. Gotcha. Um, uh, what is there anything else do you think you should, we should make note of? I think it's very cool that, well, not cool, but I think it's very interesting that Palpatine, like you said, had the Death Star plans the entire time and was basically coordinating the entire thing from the start. Yeah. Which is interesting that it's like he's been planning this for a while. He's been playing the long game for like so long. Yeah, like since before the separatists even existed. Yeah, way before anything. Like he he controlled the Trade Federation, which made the blockade, which forced the Jedi to move and take action, which forced conflicts to rise. Which then he made he ran for governor or ran for uh, Palpatine or for what's it called Chancellor. Chancellor. Then he at, got himself emergency orders. Then he got the chips activated in the clones that he also got ordered into existence. Right. Yeah, I just think like, you. Oh, it's just such a calculated. Uh, and then you figure out that the empire wasn't even his end game. His end game was to die and then come back to life and then become the most powerful being in the world. His end game was to at the trilogy. It was to literally progress into the sequel trilogy, where he knew that he would have a child with like, or or he he would a grandkid. His grandchild would come. Who could then possess? Then possess of the force and a giant cult of Sith people. Also, where were they at this point? Because Palpatine might have died. Like had Anakin not shown up, his hand. Yeah. Had Palpatine knew he was starting to lose, do you think he would have like? Because that Sith cult might have been around for a while. Where was the Sith cults? Because like they would have been really helpful at that point. I don't know. Uh, it's also worth a talk about the fact that uh, he goes to meet Palpatine and says that the Clone Wars have begun. 
I think yeah. uh, they're they're on the outskirts of the main uh, Coruscant city. Yeah. Uh, is Coruscant entirely metal, or is there like a planet underneath? I don't know. I just know that in the Phantom Menace, he's like, "Look, that's Coruscant. It's the whole planet is one big city." Yeah. I mean, even the outskirts, though, it doesn't look like a city. Like, yes, there is the city, but like the outskirts look like just kind of factories and stuff like that. I don't know. So, so that's interesting. I hope that's what they delve into in the Clone Wars series. Yeah, if that makes sense. I hope they delve into like um, the inner complexities of like. She remember Ahsoka was in like the underbelly with uh with uh Trace, <laughs> that idiot who dumped all the spice. That idiot who dumped spice. Um, yeah, I I would hope to uh, elaborate more. When I, I'd like to know more tomorrow. Actually. I'd like to know more. Yeah, and we actually will find out tomorrow. Oh, not tomorrow, but like tomorrow for us when we're recording this. Yeah. Yoda, I just have a couple problems with Yoda when he keeps saying the dark side clouds every day. He keeps taking Yoda's judgment for what it is. Yeah. Really? Thank you. Thank you for telling us using it. But maybe like use foresight and like try to realize what's happening right now in front of your that, and that, would, that would help us a lot. Actually. Thank you, Yoda. That'd be great. Because the fact that Anakin figured out that Palpatine was the Anyone did. Yeah, no, it's just kind of sad that no one realized it. Eric, is there anything else you want to talk about? Uh, because we're at, <laughs> not to say that we're stretching for time here, but we're at uh, 57 and a half minutes, and we would really like to make this an hour-long episode for you guys. Anything else you want to mention about the uh, the the first? About the, first the second? About, or about the Clone Wars? I don't know. I'm, one thing I'm curious about is... Like so, like like you said, is all the Jedi is like there were not that many Jedi left after the battle. So how did they recover? What do you? I think they're. I think I actually. I think the clones helped them with that. I think there were like, yeah, there was like a lot. There had to be been a lot more Jedi than there were shown on Geonosis. However, I do think it wasn't like there's like a platoon of Jedi, also a platoon of clones. It was like one Jedi general, all clones. Oh yeah, that's true. So it's like you know yeah yes there's enough for them to be like five hundred one because remember there's like the 501st yeah and so clearly there's like 501 brigades so there had to be have been 500 jedi which makes no sense no that's not true but uh in saying that uh i guess there must have been well, yeah there had to be all the other separate jedi generals yeah, that's true. And they, each Jedi control like a whole battalion, though. Yeah, that's true. So you, honestly, you don't know at this point. Like, like how, like I, I'm, I'm pretty sure I even know. It's the two hundred ones division. The five hundred and first was Anakin's. The one with Commander Wolf was Plo Koon. That's that's correct. Because Plo Koon was shot. Yeah, Plo Koon was shot uh, over a planner. Like, uh, yeah, no, Pokemon was like the only Jedi we saw get shot down from like the sky. He was like he just like, flew into a building. Yeah, so so that was very interesting. Um, actually, I hope we actually see. Uh, not that I want to relive Order sixty six, but but when they do show Order sixty six in the Clone Wars series that's coming up, if they, do we know if they're going to show it? That's it's heavily hinted, and if it doesn't, I'm going to be devastated. Really? Yeah. Um. But I hope when they do show, we see it either 
either we I don't want to see deaths, I guess, but if we see a couple more Jedi and how they went out or or how they survived, be it as it may. Yeah. I just think uh interesting to look through. And one thing I'm curious about even with that Clone Wars series is we end on Ahsoka and the two the twin sisters getting like arrested by the pikes. How do they get from? How do we find out how we get from there to Ahsoka in Rebels? How do we get in one episode, which is like twenty minutes? How do we get in a twenty minute span? How do we get from her getting arrested by the Pikes to like, like ten years down the road? I like how do we get? I literally don't know, and it's 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 gonna be sketchy. But at the same time, how do we get from like Darth Maul where we left him off like super weak after fighting with Palpatine to to the leader of a crime syndicate that involves Han Solo? That's true. Um, so it, it should be interesting how they do that, but I think it'll be definitely an interesting thing to look into. Tune in next week for us to go over Revenge of the Sith, which is, should be an interesting one because Eric uh, Eric supposedly has super a lot of notes. I do have a lot of notes for Revenge of the Sith. You better. What? What? Huh? Uh, I didn't say anything. Yeah, no, no, neither did I. Neither did I. Your paycheck's okay. on the line. Your paycheck's on the line. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> anyway, uh, thank you for listening to the Marky Podcast Special Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Spotify, Breaker, Podbean, Copy RSS, Radio Public. Yes. Or if you want to watch uh, Attack of the Clones and listen to it, you're welcome to do so. Thank you so much for listening to our sponsor and we'll see you next time.